Just a minute. Robin Hood steals money from my pocket, forcing me to hurt the public. And they love him for it? Yes. That's it then. Cancel the kitchen scraps for lepers and orphans. No more merciful beheadings. And call off Christmas. We're men. We're men in tights. We run from the rich and give them the poor. That's right. We may look like pansies. But don't get us wrong or else we'll put out your lights. We're men. We're men in tights. Tight tights. Always on guard defending the people's rights. When you're in the fix, just call for the men in tights. We're bunch. Welcome to Double Feature, a podcast about twin films. I'm Dan. I'm Max. Max, I got an icebreaker. Oh yeah, we were just talking about how I like we talked last week about the lack of spoof movies uh, being around. I was like, started thinking. I was like, I started. You know, I'm gonna use my uh, conversational amuse bouche line again. But uh, <laughs> I had one. I forgot to write it down or remember Sucking it. Gay. Uh, but Dan, you said you have one instead. I got, I got, I got two propped up. These are uh, these are topics of the moment. I feel like one, uh, one we'll start with. We don't need to get to the other if this if this works out great. If this <laughs> if this properly amuses our bushes. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna uh, say it. I'm just gonna go. Yes. Yeah. Then we'll move, move on to the second one. Uh, okay. First one I got. Okay. Big big discourse around Ryan Johnson's. Glass Onion, A Knives Out yeah. Mystery. Have you seen it yet? It's in theaters now, I, right? I haven't seen it. It's in super limited theaters. It's not available locally here. And that's really what I'm getting at was all these movie theaters are fucking packed. It's only in something like 640 theaters nationwide. Really? Why? Um, uh, because Netflix owns it and doesn't believe in theaters. It's oh. it's coming It's coming to Netflix streaming I uh, believe like December twenty third or something. Let me see. I'm in, um, I'm in a large city. Let me see if I've got access to it. Super I super limited run. I do have access to it. You know what? And I might go see it this week. Now that we're talking about mm-hmm. it, I, I liked the first one. Okay, there's a couple jokes that are like a little too reddity for me, but uh, overall I had That's a really Ryan good time Johnson, with Knives though. Out. Yeah, yeah, I know. I liked um, Knives Out, and I'm. You know, I before you get to like what you were gonna like kind of say, I'm glad it's kind of spawned this sort of, and I haven't seen it yet, but like, uh, was it's on HBO now? It kind of was in theaters. Zip Zap Zoop was out of theaters. Uh, see how they run, where we're getting these uh kind of mystery things. Um, that one had like Sam Rockwell in it, or something like that. But oh yeah, mystery movies making a comeback. Amsterdam. Mm. I I think you could lightly say Amsterdam's kind of like in that, or just like a light crime thriller mystery I got, movie. I got that downloaded. Amsterdam or see how a, they run. Amsterdam. I don't. I didn't realize see how they run was already like available. Um, yeah, it's like really, really good, really good casts on both of these movies, but like nobody's talking about them, so I assume mm-hmm. they're like not that good. Probably and Amsterdam was directed by uh, what's his name, right? It's the fucking guy. Is it Kevin O'Russell or David O'Russell? The guy who made like um, 
Silver Linings Playbook and American Hustle and I mean all those movies are that super guy, made, I think. That guy makes a very specific type of movie. Yeah. David I'm just now seeing that Taylor Swift is in Amsterdam. I don't know if that's a spoiler. I'm uh, I'm just know. looking at the Google results for Amsterdam movie and she's listed third under the cast. Uh, two before John David Washington, who from my understanding is one of the main characters. Insane. <laughs> yeah, on a like, uh, Christian Bale, Margot Robbie, Taylor Swift, Anya Taylor Joy, John David Washington, Rami Malek, uh fucking Robert De Niro. Uh is, but you also have uh Andrea Riseborough, Anya Taylor I think you said Anya Taylor Joy. Chris Rock, yeah. Michael Shannon, Timothy Oliphant, Mike Myers, Zoe okay, Saldana. We might, be, we might be we might be doing some big spoilers right now. These might be reveals. I don't, I don't know. know. Who cares? But the mo- the movie's already out on streaming like a couple weeks before this recording. So um I don't know, man. Is this just streaming fucking stuff up? I mean uh from we're all, going from back all to accounts talk about Glass Onion now? Yeah, from all accounts, Glass Onion's like at least solid enough and would have done fucking gangbusters and made i want to say like 18 million uh opening weekend in a tiny tiny theatrical run it would have been a fucking cash cow netflix is like starved for money what the fuck is going on yeah i um i don't know it's it's i mean it's definitely the the real reason i mean it's one of the biggest reasons it's not as wide as it could be because the Fablemans too, fucking Steven Spielberg's in a similar number of theaters right now, uh, is with plans to expand. But um, I, as far as I know, Glass Onion no plans to expand. Right. Um, but I mean, the real issue is theaters are fucking being eaten up by New Black Panther, still Black yeah. Adam, and the other movie I wanted to talk about. This is my second point. Disney Pixar's Strange World. Okay, I'm glad that's the second one. So, <laughs> a, a movie I had no idea existed. So, I just but apparently is bombed horribly. We must have seen the same discourse. So, real quick, just before we move on to that, though, like, yeah, this has just got to be Netflix saying, uh, we want to do a limited run. Obviously, like, we know we can make money off of the fucking sequel to, um, knives out which was like we're going to buy the knives out extended universe and then do nothing with it but like it's so it just absolutely to me reeks of just like um like boardroom like analytic decision instead of saying hey this is a movie we would make more money having it go full run and then people who missed it getting a subscription because we're the only place to see it versus we're going to trickle it out and then we're just going to trust our analytics. Tell us that we get new subscriptions based on this thing. When like, it, like you said, they're like hurting for money. We're, we're going to get 100 billion views on this movie because we just auto play and count that. Auto, as yeah, exactly. So like they can tout all this like random, <laughs> like propped up bullshit just because like it's, it, it just, it, it's like I said, it just smells to me like it's just a purely analytic driven decision devoid of any sort of like common sense business practice. And the numbers say this is how we should do it. The views so are better as, than the ticket sales. Same as uh, WB killing movies because uh, they can make more off the tax write off. Right. Exactly. A it's just short term decision like weird instead of saying, hey, let's pivot. Which is something like Amazon Studios has done, where it's like they're they're Amazon will give their movies full fucking 
run in some in theaters. They don't put out a lot that go to theaters, but the ones that do get, you know, just like full goes. Um, but yeah, no. So what? Strange World. I just saw this today, and I think this is going to be the same thing you're talking about. Is that a lot of people are talking about how they saw no material for this? It's a yeah. brand new Disney Pixar. Um, I th- I think I saw like one YouTube ad for it ever. I. So I was kind of confused at first where it's like I had seen stuff for it um, very, very sparingly, probably in front of like YouTube or Twitch uh, stuff. But a lot of people, there's a conspiracy theory going around now that, and I don't even think it's a conspiracy theory necessarily. Like it's pretty plain to see that this is probably what's happening. It's like Disney is this multi-million dollar like company that can, you know, they're a church a well-oiled machine at this point and like what they're just going to drop the ball but no people are saying disney is intentionally dropping the ball on this because strange world features a uh outwardly queer main character and that Dis- this is disney's first gay character that yeah. they've done <laughs> disney has truly claimed to make their character. first like 25 times at this point, Disney has claimed to introduce their first openly gay character. But this is like, bro, come on. This you is can't an, keep getting away with this. This one, by all accounts, goes further than just uh, the lady in the background of Star Wars who had four lines in the previous movie uh, kissing someone in a throwaway scene that can easily be edited out for China. Uh right. But people it's, are saying it's, it's fucking headcanon bullshit. It's like J.K. Yeah. Rowling, horrible piece of shit human, just being like, uh, there was actually a gay wizard at Hogwarts. You wouldn't, you wouldn't <laughs> know. <laughs> like I, I, that was in my head the whole time. I'm, yeah, I'm name- so thought, I'm th- so thoughtful because I named characters Cho Chang and shit. <laughs> yeah, well, you didn't know that the it gay sucks. wizard's name was Queerus McGearus, and uh, yeah. he was the wizard that Harry bumped into when trying to get mm. onto the train in the first book. Uh, he was the one. He was the one uh, using his finger to stir the tea while reading Carl Sagan. Uh, um, but no, yeah, people are saying Disney is intentionally dropping the ball on this uh, because of uh, this openly queer uh, protagonist, so that they can point to this and say in their boardroom meetings, gay movies don't do well. Uh, similarly, a lot of people are, uh, upset cause it's a sci-fi movie and Disney, um, hasn't done sci-fi release. Or, I mean, Lightyear did really well in that sci-fi, I guess, but a lot of people are pointing to this, uh, what was that other movie? Lost Planet? Forbidden Planet? Planet of the Lost? Treasure Planet? What I don't the, know. What's the one, one people like about? from back in the day that, uh. Oh yeah. Treasure Planet. I didn't know you were talking about the one from back in the day. Is it Treasure Planet? Is that yeah. the one I'm thinking of? Yeah. It's like one of the unseen Disney's. They had that weird art style back then. Like um, Atlantis kind of had the same art style. Wait, no. Treasure Planet's not the one I'm thinking of. Well, now this is just bad. What the fuck are you, what the fuck are you thinking of? <laughs> oh, boy. The one... Maybe it is Atlantis. It's got like the chick with the blue paint on that everyone thinks is. Yeah, thick. that's that's Atlantis. Yeah, Atlantis: The Lost Empire, another movie that Disney dropped the ball on, and then points to and says, "Well, this is a flop, so we're not going to make these movies." Even though both Treasure Planet and Atlantis uh, have massive cult followings, and by all accounts are you know well respected in their own rights. Um, Treasure Planet's okay. 
I remember liking Atlantis as a kid. Atlantis is the it, one that like people really point to that, you know, they blame Disney intent, like basically intentionally dropping the ball on it and then trying to cover it up. But now, you know, people are worried that this is happening again with uh strange world and, you know, yeah, it what flopped to like 18 million opening if, weekend. If, if they're just going to hide movies with gay characters though, why are they making movies with gay characters? I don't That's um, that's like the weird thing and then you know, just for the sake of playing devil's advocate on this is you know, people are saying this is their way of being able to point to and say gay characters don't work or movies with gay characters don't draw, but like they're Disney. Who are they who are they proving this to? Uh in the long run but that doesn't change the fact that like you know there's a lot of people who are big disney pixar people who are saying i don't even know what this movie is uh and now people are you know it's out and saying that it flopped so it's interesting let, let me let me go to our fellow film critics let me read a review okay this is by uh this is for strange world this is 31 minutes ago from trent der zerstorer on Google reviews. Here we go again. The awful noobs at Disney. He spelled Disney D I Z uh, hyphen N E E. I don't know why made yet another rotten attempt to jam their corporate vile, anti-American evil Marxist leftist propaganda down our gullets. Dude, he is um, hitting. He is. He's singing all the hits. Uh, he says a bunch of other stupid stuff. Uh, he's fed up about the efforts uh, to destroy a once beloved family friendly franchise I don't think he knows what a franchise is Um, I say great and hoping America will send them the message that this portrayal betrayal of modern youth will not go unnoticed and subsequently unpunished unpunished? Um, what are you gonna do? shoot up their fucking headquarters my guy? I mean this guy probably doesn't want gay people to die so. yeah i mean absolutely uh, i mean yeah probably right um i don't know yeah it seems like uh the internet's mad at this one i mean i'm gonna check it out i watch all the new pixars but same same shit happened with um turning red like they told yeah. the pixar studio they were like super excited about that one it was gonna get a full theatrical release and then uh once it was done disney's like yeah this is just gonna be disney plus um and turning red wasn't my favorite pixar but it's good and definitely good enough for big wide so full release i did look it up just for clarification strange world is not a pixar it is just a disney animation oh um, maybe i don't even like this movie then <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry pixar i'm so, i'm sorry for lumping you in but that makes it e- that makes it even weirder because like uh, pixars are gonna you know pixar people are just like there's the, the whole cult of pixar like on their own right but um like this is a you know Disney through and through movie, and we're not seeing anything from it. And it's just like, like I said before, it's like it's pretty hard to believe that Disney themselves is just going to outright drop the ball on marketing something after they've just turned into this absolute fucking juggernaut. This is making me wonder if there's any Disney non Pixar's that I really like. Um. Oh, never mind. I like Big Hero 6. That appears to be just Disney. Mm-hmm. Oh, Wreck-It Ralph, too. I like Wreck-It Ralph. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Pixar's are better. Yeah, I mean, like, Zootopia was good. There's also just, like, all of their, um, 
you know, music. Max, 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 God damn it. Why'd you have to bring up Zootopia right now? We haven't done what you've been watching yet. It'd be such a f- perfect pivot into sexualizing humanoid animals into Robin Hood movies, but alas, we're not there yet. Oh, we're also, God damn it. We're also, did you watch the Disney? Anime? We can get into what you've been watching. No, nobody watched Strange World. <laughs> no, not Strange World. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't see Zootopia either. Or which one? Which no, one are you the, me? Did you watch the animated Robin Hood? Recently? I mean, not for this, but I mean, no. dozens of times when I was a kid. I was just gonna pivot because it's, it's Robin Hood. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what have you been watching it, though? Um, do you want to hear? I'm gonna keep it to two either way. Do you want to hear my 2022 catch up, or you want to hear my uh, uh, Thanksgiving movies? I'll let you decide. Oh fuck. Why'd I even ask him? Let's go 2022 catch up. Okay, that's what I was going to pick because no. I saw that you watched Triangle of Sadness. Tell me about yeah, Triangle I know, of Sadness. I shouldn't even say anything about Triangle of Why? Sadness because it weren't, you should for sure go into this one as blind as possible. All right, well, don't tell anything. Um, that's, enough for, that's enough for me. Don't talk about it because now I want to watch it. I already wanted to watch yeah, it, but now I want to watch it. Yeah, you got to see this picture. I believe it won um, the Palme d'Or at Cannes this year, which... Uh, not nearly as good as Palme d'Or winner last year, Tatane, my second favorite movie of last year. Um, but this movie is very, very good. Uh, one of the guys, in, the main, the main guy in it. Uh, it's weird. He's actually in um, Amsterdam. Harris Dickinson. We were talking about Amsterdam, and I wanted to segue right. There. Every time we find a segue, I'm like, oh, time to pivot, time to pivot, but not yet. Um, this movie's great. Um, maybe a little long. It's broken up into three distinct chapters, like with title cards announcing the chapters. Um, and the first two, it reminded me of, um, decision to leave the, uh, the new, uh, uh, Park Chan Wook movie I talked about a couple weeks ago. Um, in that the beginning, in this case, the first two chapters were so like hard five, like perfect, perfect movie for me that um when the uh the third uh part in this one lagged a little bit um it, it pissed me off more than it should have because it was still good definitely good stuff happening but uh the beginning was so fucking perfect that by the time we got there i was like yeah okay well now that now I'm, now i'm starting to feel all uh 147 minutes of this but uh really great movie i i had a great time um Big big recommend. I don't know if it's a big one on a lot of people's radars. Uh, Ruben Ostlund, the uh, director, this is his first American language uh, English language movie. Yeah, I've been wanting to um, watch a Force Majeure for a while, a movie that actually yeah, did Force get a Force Majeure American and remake. The Square. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, um, I think it's got like Tina Fey and Will Ferrell in it. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, from what I understand, his movies are all super darkly comedic um this one triangle of sadness included his other movies the square is the other one i know about that i've been wanting to watch for a while i don't know um, the square um i always see it on hulu because there's a guy it's some art thing but there's a guy who kind of looks like john claude van damme and every time i get excited i'm like what's this john claude van damme movie i haven't seen but it's not him at all sorry i just wanted to clarification on my end it's called the force majeure remake is called downhill and it uh it does have uh will ferrell but it uh not tina fey it's got uh julia louis dreyfus oh 
as the uh it's directed well, this came by out uh, in... Nat Faxon and Jim Rash. This came out in 2020. I've never heard of this. Yeah. I know Jim Rash too, the dean himself. Yeah, you what know Nat, you know Nat Faxon too. He's uh He's like one of the Germans in uh, oh, Beerfest. Yeah. But him and, yeah, him and yeah, Jim yeah, yeah. Rash are uh, writing partners. They have been for he was years in, and years um, years. He was in a movie for the podcast. He was in, um, was in Orange County. He's the yeah. shitty guy in the sweater that the, uh, the girlfriend's talking to at the college party. Yes. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I do know that guy too. Oh, cool. I, I'll have to check this out. I mean, I, I got to watch Force Majeure for sure. And but... then you had, did you say that you'd seen The Way Way Back from like 2013? The way, way back. A while ago. The fuck is that? The way, It's like way. a com- coming, coming of age thing. Uh, this does not look familiar. No? Okay. Uh, I haven't even seen The Way Back. <laughs> An Affleck uh, movie. Well, Jim, Jim Rash and FX and, uh, wrote that, as well as uh, The Descendants, the George Clooney movie. Oh, yeah. The movie's kind of stupid. Well, you know. <laughs> here's my take. All right, Triangle of Sadness. Go into it blind. Uh, uh, going to, yeah, going to that one in blind. I don't want to. I, I I wish I could give you guys some more, but I, I don't like know anybody who's seen this or that it's super on anybody's radar. So I really don't want to give away more than that to anybody. But definitely highly recommended. It's nice. my top ten of the year immediately. Uh, Max, what you got? Um, I haven't been watching many movies, but I do have a boob tube edition for you uh started watching uh a, mo- or a little show called crazy ex-girlfriend uh it ran on the cw starring rachel bloom uh who's a very funny lady uh, uh spe- speaking of girlfriends this is a girlfriend show I, this is this reeks of a show that elise picked out for you guys to watch uh, am i right no, she had already seen it, and uh, I actually knew about it already because I like Rachel Bloom, and we had watched, um, we just finished watching the first season of Reboot on Hulu a little while ago, uh, which was like really good, and um, that she wrote for as well. But uh, I already knew about the show. Uh, our friend Andrew had talked about it before. Uh, Rachel Bloom's very funny. She had like a YouTube channel and stuff. Uh, Wait, Andrew this. likes this show? Yeah. He does. The stuff Andrew likes never ceases to amaze me. Uh, but it's like a musical comedy. They do a really good job. Musical. With it. Yeah, I think it's it, it's it's been very funny. It's a good time. We're like halfway through season two or so. Maybe not even that. I think we maybe just started season two. Uh, but it's been it's been fun. It's been a good time. I like. I'm glad it. you're enjoying it. I don't like musical shows. I don't like musical stuff generally at all. So it's pretty funny. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna be a pass from me. Um, but I'm glad you guys are liking it. Uh, you want to hear my last one? Yeah, my other 2022 catch up. Yeah, I finally spent a beautiful night with Lydia. I watched Tar. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, riding for Kate Blanchett as best actress this year for sure uh she crushes it um great movie i think it's one that i mentioned when we were talking about if there's anything that could upset uh jackass forever as my movie of the year um i said everybody's been loving tar uh i also love tar but uh uh it ain't it ain't reaching those heights baby um great movie she's a classical composer um it's super slow paced 
um everything's super intentional um she's big 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 not really a spoiler alert but a lot of people on the internet were confused thinking lydia tar is a real character uh this movie presents her to be i guess kind of a real character this movie kind of behaves like a biopic but uh this is a work of fiction um she is not real unfortunately but she's like the most accomplished uh classical music uh composer uh seemingly in the world uh at the top 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 level um there's a lot of discourse around this movie um because she gets me too'd is kind of the big crux of the movie um and there's also uh a scene where she's teaching a college class um in which uh uh right of center uh conservative the bags online wanted skew this movie as owning the libs uh oh, because okay. it's she's she she's not even doing like an owning snowflake culture thing the 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 scene works super effectively because uh both her and the quote unquote snowflake uh student that she's talking to uh are both supposed to be the most pretentious annoying people you've ever met in your entire life talking to each other um yeah anybody who's taking that this movie is uh conservative leaning or uh, quote unquote owning the libs uh has no uh media literacy whatsoever i'll say um yeah just getting yeah, big great. owning the libs vibes from this one great uh, great yeah great great fucking movie though she's a fictional woman uh who uh instead of doing like a biopic of like a me too'd powerful man uh all of those same attributes and like you're exposed to what would make someone into the type of uh above everyone powerful uh whatever i'll even say misogynistic uh scumbag would become that kind of guy but through the vessel of this uh fictional woman um super super good and need I remind anyone, how's Todd Field not going to knock it out of the park? He invented Big League Chew. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we covered that on the other episode. <laughs> Still don't know why or how. I didn't bother looking into that, but uh, uh, in some way, that. yeah, in some way, Todd Field, the director of this movie, if you have an actor in his own right, uh, helped invent Big League Chew. If you haven't listened to, to to last week's episode where we talked about Todd Todd Field and. Uh, Big League Chew. I'm pretty sure we riffed on that for a while. Yeah. <laughs> like probably too long. Yeah, I think we were talking about Field of Dreams or something. Yeah. I don't remember. It <laughs> uh, was pretty good riff, though. Um, I, oh, I, got a, I got a new one for you about Todd Field, though. Oh, yeah? This is uh, your weekly field fact. A new segment yeah. I'm introducing. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, was uh, Todd Field at an early age uh, became interested in performing sleight of hand ma- magic. Huh. That's it. That's all I got. This concludes this week's episode of Field Facts. That came out of left field. I know you're gonna. You're getting it. Come on, Max. Give me something. Dude. You're getting it. God, he left me hanging so hard. He kind of just silently pointed at me when I made, when I made that joke. God damn. It's definitely like one of the things. Just like forgetting this is purely audio. We don't put these on YouTube in any way. <laughs> okay, Max. We gotta 
go back. We got to redo all this riffing. God, I can't believe our, now our, 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 non, our nonsense commentary on Strange World. I don't know if that made any sense. We got to redo <laughs> all of that from the ground up okay. so we can record all this one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get screen recorders on. It'll be good. I can't believe I've just set myself up to have to present a new field fact every week. <laughs> I'm I mean, you could find... You can find you could start doing like Sally Fields. You could do something about corn fields. We'll never know. I mean, I mean I've got it doesn't so, have to be about Todd. I've got so many sentences from Todd Fields Wikipedia to read. Yeah. As field facts. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know Todd Field was born on whenever in whatever year? Yeah. I didn't actually. You want another one right now? You want to If hey, you're the guy. It's, he was the bad boy for the Portland Mavericks. Okay, it sounded like you said bad boy. He might have been a bad boy, but he picked con- up context, bats as well. <laughs> context clues. I know you must have said bat boy. Um, yeah, really cool. That's He's, a twofer on field facts this week. Tune in next week so for another field fact. he did have some hand in baseball. Mm-hmm. Okay. Probably Makes had sense. two hands in baseball. You got to really attack that ball. That's true. Swing, swing away, dude. Um, let's talk about some fucking Robin Hood movies, let's do dude. Um, I think Max mentioned last week, uh, we didn't pick the ones that are on the list here. No. Uh, there are, in fact, the one? there are in fact two 1991 movies about the legend of Robin Hood. Uh, there are, yes. The, the one we watched, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, as well as a movie I believe is just called Robin Hood. It I know this because, uh, the version I downloaded was that movie. Uh, so I'm trying to watch it and I'm like four minutes in and my subtitles aren't synced properly. So I think I just need a different subtitle file and I'm trying to fix that for a while before realizing I'm watching the wrong movie. I'm watching, <laughs> I'm watching the one we're not doing, but it's like labeled on my Plex server. Like the, the, uh, poster and everything is for Prince of Thieves. I don't know how that got fucked up so bad. Interesting. But, um, I was slightly excited because Uma Thurman's in that one, but uh, it, it also is only an hour 37. This one's uh, like 2.23 or something. But anyway, I'm I'm doing too much ahead of introducing the movies. What we picked instead ended up fitting really nicely. Uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and a parody of that very movie, Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Yeah, we, were, um, we, we both talked earlier uh, before recording that like, I had never seen Prince of Thieves and I've seen Men in Tights a million times. And like, I'm watching Prince of Thieves and just like, yeah, it's like, okay, this is a movie. And then as I'm sitting there watching uh, Men in Tights, it dawned on me that it's just like, this is nothing but a just pure spoof on Prince of Thieves. Like Men in Tights is just like, it hits every single beat. Right. Just with there's the like comedic element scenes. Yeah, there's like scenes fully ripped, which which we'll get into. So we're going to do the format. I, I think we maybe tried to do it once or twice, um, but none more accurate than here, where instead of our normal uh, go through one movie and then go through the other, picking out beats and stuff, I think we're just yeah. going to go through them together. But I, I want to say tell we've you guys done about, it like probably like two other times for like a couple movies that were just like this, like you know, same exact subject matter and kind of just like hit all the same notes. Yeah. Maybe the Capote. I don't fucking remember. It doesn't matter. Um, but let me tell you guys about, uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, 1991 directed by Kevin Reynolds, starring Kevin Costner, two Kevins, uh, Morgan Freeman, Christian Slater, Alan Rickman, and Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio. 
after the Crusades, Robin of Loxley returns to his native England with his new Moor comrade Azim with the goal of protecting his dead friend's sister, Marion. His blind retainer, Duncan, informs him his father has been killed and the villainous sheriff of Nottingham rules the lands cruelly. Robin, Azim, and Duncan flee the sheriff to Sherwood Forest and join up with Little John. Uh, Little John, Will Scarlet, and eventually Friar Tuck, becoming a band of thieves who, of course, steal from the rich and give to the poor. The sheriff recruits Celtic warriors and lays siege to their forest base, capturing many and presumably killing Robin. Will informs Robin the captured men will be hanged and the sheriff will marry Marion and also that they're brothers. Uh, Robin and crew infiltrate the castle and free the prisoners, inspiring a peasant revolt. Friar Tuck kills the corrupt bishop, Azim kills the witch, and Robin kills the sheriff. Later, Robin and Marion are getting married. Uh, King Richard shows up to bless the wedding and thank Robin. Not a single sexy fox is anywhere to be found. Uh, the movie had a $48 million budget and made a whopping $390.5 million at the box office. It's got a letterbox average rating of 3.1, Rotten Tomatoes critic of 51, and user of 72. Uh, then we also watched Robin Hood, Man in Tights, uh, directed by Mel Brooks in 1993, stars Carrie Elwes, Dave Chappelle, Richard Lewis, um, Roger Reese, Amy Yasbeck, uh, Isaac Hayes, among others. And, uh, you know, it's the same movie minus a subplot and plus some jokes, uh, there is a fox, but it's not a sexy one. It's just a normal fox. Uh, not even Hood, like an orange fox. It's like a weird looking fox. Yeah. It's not even the right type of fox to be in England, I feel like. <laughs> uh, it has a Rotten Tomatoes critic score of 41 and an audience rating of 81. It has a letterboxed rating from users of 3.2. It had an estimated budget of $20 million and grossed uh, just around $35 million domestically. I, I, do, I do see now what you were working on. Uh, Max Max is working on writing uh, word for word same synopsis but changing characters names but uh, I guess it got a little murky in the middle yeah, of that. Yeah, I when, gave up. When, yeah, when Robin Hood, uh, when Prince of Thieves does like an actual plot uh, for a while there, <laughs> uh, Prince of Thieves just kind of skips around to cut this movie shorter and throw a couple of jokes in there. Um, but yeah, with that, uh, you want to just start getting into both of them? Yeah, for sure. Uh, my first note for Prince of Thieves. Uma, welcome back to the pod. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my second note, they're chasing a poacher. My third note, yeah, I downloaded the wrong movie, <laughs> lol. <laughs> uh, I'll even give my fourth note. Okay, booting up the correct movie. Got two hours, 23 minutes, fucking Costner movies, always too long. Uh, I don't know how much I got into it and why it hurt. There is something inherently boring to me about Kevin Costner and most of the movies he makes. Uh, I really like Waterworld, which is only two years later and from the same director as Prince of Thieves. It's fucking yeah, unbelievably. Yeah, but uh, I don't know, man. I, Kevin Costner's like anti-charisma. He's just so uninteresting to me. He just does the same voice. They make a joke yeah, in, uh, uh, my, in uh, Men in Tights that Carrie Elwes says, of course, he's the real Robin Hood. He can actually do a British accent. Yeah. Um, fuck, man. What do, you, what, do you, what do you got about old Cosby himself? I am also not a huge fan of Kevin Costner, but I do love Waterworld. It kind of helps that it's just like 
well, he's like a fish man in that movie. So it's like he can be just a, an emotionless charisma vacuum. Uh, but I don't love him. But no, yeah, my my second note, my first note is just like, because I've never seen him. I'm like, okay, this has got a really solid cast. There's like, you know, good people throughout it. Uh, let's see if it holds up. And then it's just like, the, I think the first words that Costner says is this is English courage just flat in his just normal Kevin Costner voice. Like he's just not even trying to do like a hint of an accent. Is he in that show Yellowstone? I think so. Right. Is that him? I think he's like the main patriarch in that show. John love that show. People People do love love that that fucking show, but it's wild uh, to me. I don't know. Kevin Costner, man. I don't like him. Maybe it's because my dad made me watch um, Field of Dreams too much when I was a kid, and I really didn't like that because I wasn't into baseball, and mm. I, I didn't get into all the magic of Ray Liotta showing up. Um, <laughs> the the <laughs> magic of Ray Liotta. <laughs> Ever since I can remember, I always wanted to be a ghost who plays baseball. You like that from Good, good Fellas? Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> At least I got something out of him. I had to ask for it, but I got something that time. Um, let's see. Uh, Men in Tights opens a little differently. Um, opens with the uh, flaming arrow coming directly oh, at the camera, I, I uh, which love... happens at the very end of uh, oh. Prince of Thieves. I do love that opening credits of just like, them, yeah, they're shooting flaming arrows and it's like burning the screen away to reveal the cast. And then at the end, you get the reveal that they're fi- they're like just shooting at a village that is burning yeah. down. The, uh, the villagers break the fourth wall immediately and uh, say every time they make a Robin Hood movie, our city, our village is destroyed. Like, yeah, very, very funny, very funny stuff. Um, I think gotta, they ended by say, yelling, leave us alone, Mel Brooks. <laughs> Yeah, uh, at, which, at which point I wrote down, uh, welcome back, Mel Brooks. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's pretty easy to forget. We've already watched a movie uh, directed and directed by and starring Mel Brooks called Life Stinks. Uh, I would say one of the least known about for good reason movies in his uh, repertoire. But Well, uh, um, also while we're doing welcome backs, Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio. Uh, yep. Welcome Coming back. back from the abyss. In the abyss. She somehow looks younger in this one, which came out a couple of years after The Abyss, which yeah, is like weird. I don't later. know. We we talked about the way James Cameron truly tormented his cast uh, in that movie. So uh, maybe he just aged <laughs> quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, maybe that fucked her up pretty good. I don't. Uh, I don't know. Also, welcome back. Uh, I lost his name. Yeah, I was gonna say we got one. I think one more big one coming back. Right. Uh, where shit. It's the guy who plays Little John. Um, in which one? Nick Brimble in um, Prince of Thieves. Prince Welcome of Thieves. back, Nick Brimble. You were two pill bugs in a bug's life. Oh, okay. Okay, there we go. Good. It was something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's just muttering Irish stuff. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Russian stuff. Why did I say Irish? What the fuck? Um, and I think that was all the Welcome Backs I had, right? Or do you got one? Um, if I do, I'll find it when I get to it. I feel like there's another one, but, um, cause I, 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 I didn't catch, uh, the little John one. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, both these movies have like relatively big casts, like Prince of Thieves, just because it's kind of this like big 
somewhat historical epic, which was actually one of the things that I was like surprised about because I had never seen the movie. I was expecting it to be like this slog of a movie similar to kind of like Braveheart or The Patriot, which are like both, you know, arguably good movies and like I've seen them and enjoyed them, but like very serious historical epics like kind of things but robin hood this is this is pretty action-packed it it plays more like an action adventure like it's a i you know i would liken it to something like an indiana jones or at least like trying to be sort of that kind of style of movie even though it doesn't reach you know i i I, I don't not even enough in the same ballpark for me but i can i can i understand the point you're making i'm not putting it in that uh to say that it's on that like level, but like that is definitely kind of closer to what like the type of the genre of movie it's trying to be is it's kind of like action adventure movies, but uh Yeah, this was uh this was almost like a dark retelling of uh Robin Hood before the whole uh was that I guess mostly early thousands trend of darkifying uh gratifying uh classic stories um Mm -hmm. uh the next thing that happens in men in tights is uh uh a crew of rappers a little cypher shows up to rap about uh robin hood and what's going on with this movie and this sucks so bad it's bad uh <laughs> it's 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 one of those like clearly written by white people in the 90s yeah, style that, raps that, where my... it's like our name is something and we're here to tell you about robin hood yeah my name's robin hood, hood and i'm here yeah. to say <laughs> it's not that bad no. is what we're doing but it sucks but really that, that's exactly the note that i took on it is just like i i have long been an ardent robin hood men in tights supporter and defender uh it was definitely my introduction to mel brooks so it it holds a very special place in my heart and has i have a lot of nostalgia for it i think the jokes that work still work on like a really high level mel brooks is never not funny um but there are some stuff that like ages and is definitely just like this is just hey rap is a big thing in the 90s now and uh wouldn't it be funny if we did like a rap thing and then just probably like six old white guys just sat down and tried to make a rap at least three of them because i know three people worked on the writing for this movie but uh, um it's it doesn't age well and it sucks yeah no it's no good it's not even like offensive. It doesn't age well. It just Mm-mm. is no, really, no, no. really, really bad. <laughs> Usually when we say stuff doesn't age well, it's some way insensitive to our uh, modern sensitivities. I yeah, said no, it's it- sensitive to, in, to <laughs> sensitivities. Jesus Christ. Maybe fucking I'm used to being in this Disney fucking safe space. Uh, um, oh, I, I found our other welcome back. Dom DeLuise, uh, Tiger from An American Tale. Uh, welcome oh, back. shit. I still feel like I have another one. I don't know. We'll find it. I'm gonna keep finding. Um, the uh, we, we should say I I had seen Prince of Thieves before and had no memory of seeing it. Uh, mostly because this movie's mostly nothing to me. But uh, um, kind of came flooding back as I watched it. Um, I I was a big like comedy movie kid. I think I've talked about it in the past. So I'm pretty sure I had seen like. Uh, History of the World Part One, 
Blazing Saddles and Young Frankenstein before I saw Men in Tights, but then I saw Men in Tights like one million times because it was always playing on uh, Comedy Central yeah. just randomly. Which is why like that's kind of like the first one I saw was just like it was just there available. I mean, I may yeah, have seen definitely. Blazing Saddles beforehand because that was like uh, we would when we would go on vacations, we would go stay at like a friend of my dad's house like in the keys when we go down there it was like like two of the four movies he had were blazing saddles and airplane and i would watch them you know at least once a year so uh the both of those movies did a really did a lot of heavy lifting for my comedic sensibilities oh yeah big time yeah girl growing up i probably said this when we talked life stinks but uh whenever uh me and my dad or like me and lucas or somebody were just like farting it up if my mom heard farts, she would say, oh, it sounds like blazing saddles in there. <laughs> and she's just talking about the scene where they're all sitting around farting, eating beans. Uh, came, up, came up a lot. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, okay, so now the movies align. Uh, yes. Now now both of these, uh, in some way, one's in uh, uh, just like script opening crawl um, explaining uh, the Crusades and Robins fighting with uh, uh, King Richard um, in the Crusades, and uh, in both movies now we're taken to Jerusalem, where um, Robins being held uh, prisoner. Um, in in both, uh, he meets uh, <laughs> uh, the, the term they used then was more uh, Black African uh, Muslims of the time. I don't. Th- think i hope more isn't offensive now um because it was like yeah, a no. sect of people so i've never uh, my heard apologies if it. it is offensive yeah yeah no definitely you only hear it about it in like this and like othello uh yeah, they're always calling him the more yeah i think they bring up the moors in uh christopher Walken's yelling at dennis hopper in um true romance uh uh but he says some of the some other words that uh you're not supposed to say so uh don't know um but anyway sorry um so if it is offensive i apologize but that's the uh the movie's parlance um it's uh morgan freeman playing azim in um prince of thieves and then uh uh I, i don't know the actor's name but he's recognizable to me um playing uh, uh, I sneeze. You don't recognize um, Isaac Hayes, the voice of oh, Chef Isaac himself. Hayes. Oh shit! <laughs> okay, no wonder I recognized him. He's a guy. <laughs> he's a guy I know. Um, he's playing I sneeze. Uh, he has a son, Prince Achu, uh, Dave Chappelle's character, who will meet shortly. Uh, they they get a, a whole lot of uh, play out of uh, saying his name is Achu and someone saying bless you. Yeah, <laughs> um, that joke happens a lot, a lot here. Um, hey, in both cases, I, I'd be lying if I didn't say it. It at least kind of gives me a chuckle every time. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, there's there's the fun part where uh, they get the tongue loosener out in. Um, mm-hmm. Men in tights, uh, which is just like a clamp that they pull his tongue stretched out to like uh, lick a tongue levels as some sort of torture. Um, but in both movies, they uh, they break out of jail pretty quick. Uh, obviously, it's a much more somber, sober affair. In Prince of Thieves, he loses uh, uh, his best friend, I think Peter, 
um, who yeah. entrusts him with a ring um, and uh, asks him to go back to England and protect his sister Marion, uh, which he gives him his solemn vow to do uh, because he protected Azim. Azim uh, is now honor bound uh, to protect him. Uh, so travels, they travel to England together. Just starkly contrasted by uh, that. In Robin Hood, Men in Tights, Robin and Marion are just kind of destined for each other. Because uh, as we'll find out later, Robin has the key to Marion's chastity belt. Uh, but instead of a sneeze coming back with Robin to England, he just says, all right, go find my son, Achu. Now get out of here. And Robin just runs into the ocean and swims <laughs> it's, from it's a very good joke. <laughs> we, we get the thing where it cuts out to the map and we see the line go like around <laughs> the like Cape of Africa and just like all around the fucking just everywhere through many thousands of miles of oceans until he just pops just into Carrie, England. Carrie was just running like high stepping into the waves, like kind of doing yeah. the like fall over dive into the water. Uh, I I am very unabashedly a huge fan of Kerry Elwes, especially when he was in his fucking prime. I think he like was one of the most charismatic people in the world in this movie and in uh, uh, Princess, Princess Bride, Bride for yeah. sure. Like him and uh, uh, effectively playing a joke of his same character. Yeah, uh, yeah, from, exactly. From, from, from this, yeah, there's not much difference between this Robin and. Uh, uh wesley but he's like one of my guys um, i, I even like, confused the movies i think a little bit when i was a kid because princess bride was one of my oh, i think a lot movies. of people do i think a lot of people yeah. do and it's like curious has had like an exceptionally like good career by a lot of standards he's like been around forever he's still active but like i think like i view him as like he could have been like the top leading man in like hollywood forever kind of like level of charisma yeah, I mean, for me but Princess Bride is like a super beloved classic. Yeah, I for think. sure. Yeah, um, yeah. Directed by uh, Rob Reiner. Mm -hmm. uh, Mel Brooks' like best friend until he died like last year. Was, so uh, sad. Do you, I, I loved just any update of the two of them where they just were like hanging out all the time. like Just, just like wearing t-shirts over their old man clothes, like t-shirts that said Black Lives Matter, just laying in bed looking unable to get out. Like, just like I remember two that guys one hanging specific out. picture. Yeah, they just fucking love the shit out of each other. It's great. Um, Let's see. There's a little gag that's not even much of a joke where when they get to the beach in Men in Tights, uh, there's just some uh, jockeys riding by on uh, camels. Yeah. Uh, top, barely a joke. Also, that's real. All the time. People, people do race camels. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, that's like um, one of my favorite things in Mel Brooks movies, just like the little sight gags that don't even get commented on. They're just like happening in the scene and you get the laugh. Yeah. Like later on, like in the like uh the castle when they're having like the fight scene you can see exit signs above all the doors and stuff and yeah that's that's good stuff yeah that's that's what i love about mel brooks movies is just like so many jokes that like you may or may not notice they're not even that funny but they're just packed in like everywhere you can fit just any sort of joke or gag <laughs> oh excuse me um <clears throat> uh as he's traveling back to England, uh, Prince of Thieves cuts away to introduce uh, Alan Rickman as the Sheriff of Nottingham. Um, he set a trap for uh, Robin's father. I don't remember his name, the Lord of Oxley or whatever. 
um, lure him outside, uh, kill him, and then like frame him to yeah. accuse him of devil in worship. A, in a scene where we get uh, longtime actor Brian Blessed just stage acting his fucking ass off, uh, probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie just because of the way that Brian Blessed plays it. Uh, he was fucking playing to the back rafters fucking five countries away, dude. <laughs> like, oh, absolutely, dude. It rules. It's, yeah, dude, just huge. He said, we need, we need a guy with gravitas. Yeah. Let's get one of those gravitas guys. Uh, very um, fun scene. They, they, the movie does like a really weird thing visually, which is, you know, that's a thing you do in movies. You have like a certain visual style to kind of denote like different characters and like feels and stuff. But, for some reason, they decided that the sheriff of Nottingham, uh, every scene where it's just kind of like him, needs to be extreme close up and at really weird angles, like either above him or below him or like off to the side. It gives it this like very strange uh, feeling to it, where like I think one of the biggest problems with the Prince of Thieves is like tonally is like. Do you does it want to be kind of silly and goofy and feel like this kind of you know like big like think, romp of an adventure or does it want to be I like think more camp dramatic? Is more I think camp is yeah. more what you're what you're looking for because it's not really comedic other than the butt of the joke. I'll put joke in quotation marks is usually on the sheriff because he's the bad guy. Um, we get obviously that turned up to the nines for the sheriff of Rottingham in the other movie. Um, a guy who surprisingly is not uh, Kyle MacLachlan. He's some other guy. Yeah. <laughs> kind of would love to see Kyle MacLachlan in here. <laughs> Too young, I guess, at this point. This is around Showgirls. Um, but it it at times, honestly, I think like a good parable is like it does it. Is it trying to kind of be like the Princess Bride, where like that campier sort of like feeling story, to it. Storybookness. Yeah. yeah. I I mean there's definitely more out and out jokes in um Princess Bride, but um But you you get what I'm you yeah, get what I see, I'm saying, I see what right? you're yeah. saying. It's it's a confused tone because it's at times not as serious. I as and I think storybook is, is I think like is it storybook or is it historical epic? And it's kind of like threading that line, especially in very uh, overtly with the sheriff of uh, Nottingham stuff because like he's this like supposed to be this over the top sort of like evil you know villain character who has a witch that tells him the future and all this like magical stuff and then everyone else is just like guys with bows and arrows and you know like normal shit going on and uh, he gets it's, these it's intense weird one. angles and everyone else is shot pretty straight up it's it's strange it's a tough one to call as well because these like are real guys uh but their stories uh became like legendary like to to the extent of being like fairy tales um but it's like based off of truth like i'm right, right about that right like robin robin Hood and like all these guys are real guys right i think so i mean at least you know i mean friar tuck is probably just like some i mean I don't know if he was really in the mix and stuff. There, there might be some characters that were fleshed out a little bit, but uh, I think, He's I think a, Robin Hood was a real so folk like hero. He, am I wrong? Yeah, depicted in English folklore and subsequently featured in literature and film. 
uh, is what what I'm seeing here. So he's at least uh, led, you know, a folk character, um, which was probably like you know a lot of folk characters were based on you know some version a, of a, a real guy person or an or, amalgamation of some guys yeah, or something exactly. like that. Um, probably should have looked into that ahead of this, but what are you going to do? Um, the movies sync back up immediately as, um, uh, the, the real version, uh, Kevin Costner, uh, kisses the ground when he gets back to England and he loves it so much. He's touching the wet sand with his face, uh, pretty much shot for shot. They're doing the same thing in men in tights, except he like full open mouth smashes his face into the ground and then a bunch of sand pours out of it. Uh, that, that immediately was when I was like. Wait, are these just like is is Men in Tights just fully like a parody of Prince of Thieves specifically? Because like like Frankenstein, Young Frankenstein's like Frankenstein, but like not one to one really. Right. It's just like the the pastiche of Frankenstein, Blazing Saddles, cowboy movies, history of the world's just like historical epics and stuff. There's certain scenes they lift yeah, from the Bro- movie, but th- this movie more do- than most genre spoofs because you also have silent movie and then um i, I, can't I guess rem- space balls is um star wars like just fully star wars but that was but also like in the 90s, owning it right? more like uh yeah not that's two, somewhere not two here. years after <laughs> episode four came out which is what yeah, it's like exactly spoofing but um yeah, yeah it's it's kind of you know, it's not uh, you know so far removed from what Brooks does to make it an anomaly, but it is you know slightly different than what he normally does. Um, I wonder if he had an idea the- for something similar, like a kind of you know fantasy type movie, and then Prince of Thieves comes out and he says, "Well, we can just do this. Uh, right. We'll get the guy who played Wesley and Princess Bride and call it a <laughs> you know he's perfect." Yeah, he he hasn't been booking much. We'll, uh he's probably getting typecast. We'll uh, fully typecast him, yeah. and it'll work. Um, so the the next thing that happens in both movies, uh, <laughs> I, I love in Men in Tights that he just suddenly has a horse and like full Robin Hood like mm-hmm. green tight <laughs> get up. Uh, just no idea where he got that from. Um, but uh, uh, serious Robin Hood already has his Azim with him. Um, Men in Tights has to go get him, so he just wanders upon uh, Prince Achu, uh, getting beat up by, uh, I don't even know if they say, but I guess the sheriff's men. Yeah. Uh, they, like, they, like, they like go back to back and fight these guys. At some point, uh, Dave Chappelle as Achu asks for a timeout uh, so he can pump up his Reebok pumps that he's wearing. And Another one of the dated that's, jokes that, that doesn't age. That, that felt like the rap thing or it's yeah. like oh yeah this is a thing that's going on they got these crazy shoes that you gotta pump so you should put that in the movie what i do like is when achu gets his uh men in tights outfit and everybody's got that like pointed green hat and Chappelle also has the green hat but it's a baseball cap that he's wearing backwards yeah. like that's that's good and they don't even like bring that up it's just you just see it in some scenes but the the jokes that don't funny. work in men in tights you know, now are the ones that are just like outright offensive uh, and still in there or the ones that are just like so time specific that it's just like it just didn't age. Or, or the, yeah. they've, you've seen them done to death like afterwards right. and stuff. So 
yeah now you would see these done in like a local commercial or something i don't know it's just that that tier of comedy um he comically uh so all uh, they beat up the guards and they all leave and for some reason there's one guy left he's saying like we're gonna get you you're gonna be sorry and um uh, he he does the thing from the cover where he notches uh six arrows that are all like tied together with string or something notches them all at once shoots them to the guy and they all go to perfect positions pinning the guy to the tree um that's a little bit of fun um the equivalent scene in the other movie uh they come upon the sheriff's men uh trying to catch and kill a child who's uh been found guilty of poaching uh the king's lands whereas in a steps in men in tights they're just standing in a field and a child comes up to them screaming uh, yeah uh, yeah i guess i guess that's more equivalent but uh i was i was just thinking of this first meeting with the getting on the wrong side yeah. of the soldier scene here um uh uh robin says these are his lands and uh uh it's it's much worse to kill a child than for a child uh to go unfed um they don't want to hear any of that so he has to fight these guys um the uh the the kind of main guy in charge here is the sheriff's cousin his name's guy of gisborne uh played by the great michael wincott uh immediately recognizable because he acts like a little freak and has a weird voice um i think maybe this is who i was thinking of as my other that guy even though or my other welcome back because he's I guess he's more of a that guy. Um he's definitely I don't a that know. guy. He was, he was recently the the German um filmmaker in Nope. Mm -hmm. Um he's done a lot of voice work. He actually did uh one of the voices I was excited to see in Treasure Planet. Uh <laughs> when I when I opened the IMDP page for Treasure Planet uh, a little bit ago, I was I was excited to see him listed in the yeah, top billing there. He's got an insane voice. It's just like super deep uh which is wild to hear i was like when i saw him in nope you know he's he's just kind of like a guy like he's in a bunch of stuff right but it's like well that's like a voice that has been uh <clears throat> sort of developed over years of smoking and it's just like nah it's just yeah he's it's not like a vocal fry thing it's like a rasp thing he has where it seems like not enough air is getting out for his words. Like yeah. it seems like his his vocal cords are cooked or something, and they clearly have been for this long. But he sounds really cool. He's he's a great little uh, shit eaten villain, um, and uh, a couple of men, his men get killed. So of course, uh, Robin uh, is now on the wrong side of the sheriff. Um, I mean, he he's about to be in the other movie as well. So. Um, uh, I'll just run through um I guess that kind of catches us up with the next couple of um scenes for men in for uh Prince of Thieves. Sorry, I was fumbling there. I'm for the I never usually for have to go movies, back right? and forth between two sets of notes to uh to move us through the plot. I could just go down one list, but I'm having to click back and forth between two uh, to make sure I'm not missing important stuff. Um, so yeah, as you, as you mentioned before, they're going to Robin's old castle. Um, it's being, uh, taken away by like, uh, uh, collections, I guess. Medieval yeah, it's, collections it's is just repossessed. taking the castle physically away. Yeah. 
Um, they find Blinken, their family's loyal blind servant. Um, he's uh, <laughs> God, I, he's taking a shit in just the toilet that's attached. I love every he, single thing that Blinken does in the movie. Uh, yeah, he's one of the funnier parts, honestly. Just them doing um, a bunch of just gags about him being blind um, and just the yeah, th- physical acting that he does in general is great. Yeah, when he's going to see Robin for the first time, he goes to touch him, and instead he touches um, uh, like one of those classical statues that doesn't have the arms, and he's like, oh my god, you lost your arms in the Crusades, but then he's touching the statue's boobs, and he's like, but a uh, nice set of boobs you got <laughs> instead, and Robin's like, yeah, it's not me, Blinken, um, but uh, uh, that's a lot of fun. Um, Blinken explains uh, that his... Uh, f- father has been killed his mother has been killed his i think brothers have been killed uh his dog died uh got run over by a cart i think his cat um what it, what is it his cat his his goldfish got eaten by, by a cat. cat and then his cat choked on the goldfish yeah. so just <laughs> it's just funny being sad so I mean, it's one of those jokes that's funny because it goes on too long they, they do that a couple of times like there's a not necessarily worth mentioning outside of like right now, but like they do a couple of times where like Robin has a problem with like monologuing. Whereas like the first time is like around here and just like Achu just like cuts him off and leaves. And then later on when he's addressing all of the merry men, he like slips into doing a, uh, uh, Winston Churchill, uh, <laughs> before Achu takes a crack at it and puts on glass and classes and does the Malcolm X speech. Yeah, when he's like professing his love to Marion, he just goes on so long that she's visibly <laughs> bored. Yeah. Um yeah. It's 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 a funny recurring bit. Um and then uh yeah, this screaming child just runs out of the woods to these three guys. We've got uh a Chew, Blinken, and um and Robin. A uh, screaming child just shows up to explain that the sheriff of Rottingham is a bad guy or whatever. Um, you got to help us. Uh, the sheriff shows up, wants the kid. Uh, he he does a fun little uh, vocal bit where he messes up his words. He just uh, flips words around and stuff a couple of times. Um, that's that's a lot of fun. But he's just like uh, holier than thou shitty guy, obviously, as is uh, the actual sheriff of Nottingham. But uh comedically so of course um he like challenges uh robin to a sword fight and then pulls his sword out of uh uh scabbard and just the hilt is there and the blade hasn't come out so robin cuts him off of his uh uh he cuts the saddle or whatever to make him flip onto the underside of the horse and it's a funny there's a joke i like where um he says he's so pissed off Achu chimes in. If I was that close to a horse's wiener, I'd be more worried about getting pissed on. Um, that's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's a good joke. But uh, yeah, so these guys have beef now. Um, he's going to go back and tell uh, Prince John um, what's up. Um, so now both movies is when we meet Marion um, in uh, Prince of Thieves. Robin goes to like Marion's castle or whatever. Uh, find some ugly lady claiming to be Marion. Um, then gets beat up then, by Marion herself. Yeah, in in a disguise. Uh, f- pretty cool fight scene. I was like, okay, this is like full of some action. I'm kind of having fun. Um, they have like a big fight. 
uh, he's like defending himself with um, some deer antlers that were on the wall. That's pretty cool. Um, she's got a blade to him as they're like grappled along a wall and he has to, um, he pushes her blade holding arm down over a, um, a candle to burn it, make her drop her weapon. And then, uh, she yells, he realizes it's a woman and it's, uh, Marion herself. Um, she remembers him being a shitty little kid, not the, uh, composed in control guy that we now have here. Who's, uh, um, uh, come back from war, changed man, whatever. Um, let's see. I think they continue having a conversation at her house where he leaves and comes back. I don't really remember exactly. Um, but eventually the sheriff's men uh, show up to catch him and Azim. Uh, they have to steal her horses to not appear as if she's taking his side. Um, she tells the sheriff's men that they've stolen her horses, uh, and they have to escape to, um, uh, Sherwood forest. Um, they, they get away, uh, well enough. The, uh, uh, sheriff's men are like scared of the supposedly haunted forest. Um, I guess we'll get back to that in a second. Cause we got to meet men, <laughs> men in tights, Marion. Um, she is uh, singing a song about how she's got to find a true love in a bath. Uh, specifically, her long curly red locks are covering up her boobs in the bath. Uh, eventually, she gets out and uh, is wearing an Everlast branded chastity belt. Yeah. Uh, her her uh, like handmaiden, Broomhilda, who's German for some reason, uh, comes in and says, you got to get out of there before that rusts. Um, I don't know. We're having fun. Um, she just is saying how like uh, it's all locked up and uh, it, it, her chosen by God lover or whatever will eventually have the key. Um, that's fun. Uh, scene I really like. Um, so the sheriff tells uh Prince John, who's like a goofy character. He's just like a Jewish funny guy. Yeah, um, he's just like a New York. Jewish yeah. guy, I guess, is the whole thing. It, yeah. It's Richard Lewis just being Richard Lewis. Like he's not playing yeah. a character. Like it's yeah. like, what if what if we had an English prince who was Richard Lewis? Yeah. We'll bring he, in um, Richard Lewis and he'll just do Richard Lewis bits. Uh, the, and that's the sheriff, uh Sheriff comes in to uh, give him the bad news that Robin Hood's back. He doesn't want to hear any bad news, so he says, What if you told me the bad news in a nice way? Uh, so the sheriff of Nottingham or Rottingham uh, just tells him all of the bad news about Robin being back and how well, laughing. he hates him and yeah he's gonna he's gonna stop you and the king's gonna go back in trouble but he's just cracking up in his face the whole time and Richard Lewis is just like that's horrible stop laughing that's horrible <laughs> news oh my god so that, that's kind of fun um and the scene I like they meet uh do you know the witch's name. In, in this one, it has some sort in, in Men in Tights. Men in Tights, Tracy is Ullman. There a, is, there, is, there, is there a comical name for the witch, though? Oh, yeah. Her name is Latrine. Latrine, that's what yeah, it they, is. He asks uh, how uh, she got the name. Uh, she says, we changed it. He's like, oh, okay. And, and uh, the like, joke oh, my God, is you it, changed it to Latrine? Yeah, that's horrible. <laughs> she says it used to be shithouse. Yeah, um, that's pretty funny. Which uh just um, loved seeing Tracy Ullman. Anytime Tracy Ullman does anything. It's a good time. Yeah. 
she's making um, some sort of witch's brew. Um, she's using like a newt's testicle and all kinds of nasty stuff. Yeah. Um, but he's like, well, this, uh, will this fix my problems? He's like, oh, I don't know. I'm just the cook. You should hire a witch for that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, pre- presents him with the nasty plate of slop food. And he makes the joke that I fucking love. Uh, Ah, oh, it looks good. This looks like a cedar at Vincent Price's house. <laughs> uh, love, love that. Um, okay, so I think both movies now. Um, we're gonna meet Little John. Um, God, uh, I will say, like the Prince of Thieves is like a real thing. They show up. It's like he's a highwayman doing his like deal. Uh, yeah, he makes ends meet. The Men in Tights version is one of my favorite just like scene long gags like jokes oh, in so, any dude. comedy ever when they show up because yeah. like in prince of these it's like this like raging river with multiple waterfalls and like yeah. all this thing and like they have this like they, fight they, on it they want them to pay a tax yeah it's like a real river uh they have a big uh, fight with stabs and little john has the advantage mm-hmm. for sure and steal then, his, and then robin hood uh, yeah, he wants his necklace. amulet yeah. necklace thing, um, which is important. And Robin him. Hood proves uh, himself to up. the to the the merry men of Sherwood Forest, and yeah, he he beats him somehow. By, oh, by tricking him into thinking he's drowning yeah. by knocking him into the water. That's I mean that's kind of funny. I guess there are like a handful of little jokes in and here. We, we've got and then he's like, well, just stand up now because you're fine. And then they're boys. After yeah, that. and but then we've yeah, got tell, the same thing. Tell, tell us about the Men in Tights version. We've got the same yeah, thing in Men in Tights. Robin shows up and there's a a little bridge over uh, a stream that is maybe two inches deep uh, and maybe yeah. about six I, inches I wide. Two feet across. <laughs> yeah, <Not even> that. <laughs> like the water is tiny. Uh, and uh, little John won't let them cross the bridge he's on. Uh, they're starting to get into an argument and uh, Robin Hood's like, all right, fine. I've got to hurt you then. And uh, Achu comes up and he's like, look, man, you, you don't have to do this. And then he just starts jumping from one side of the stream yeah, to the other. I, f- I forget what river he says, but he's like, this ain't exactly the, Mississippi. the river. He not calls the, it the Mississippi. The Mississippi. That's what it was. I knew it was some big thing. ain't exactly river, the Mississippi. And one. he just starts jumping from one side to the other. He goes, I'm on this side. I'm on that side. I'm on this bank. It, it, <laughs> I'm on the yeah. other bank. It it is it is a funny nitpick to have since this movie is not rooted in anything. But uh, this movie is supposed to have existed before the discovery of America, so uh, <laughs> you would know to say the Mississippi. But so they start uh, fighting with uh, like staffs, like uh, they do in Prince of Thieves. But they keep doing this thing where they like are hitting them together in the middle and they break in half until the two of them are holding like four inch long pieces of wood and just hitting each yeah. other on the fingers. <laughs> yeah. Very funny. Yeah. They just, yeah. Keep breaking them in half, both deciding in unison to throw one half away, fight with the half they have left. Just keep reducing until it. Very, uh, very Robin funny. is able to knock little John into the barely existent water <laughs> where he starts rolling around like a turtle on his back, screaming about how he can swim. <laughs> uh, and then Robin uh, saves his life and now uh, he's indebted to him or something. <laughs> like, yeah. They're boys now. Um, in both of these movies, we get the extra character, Will Scarlet uh, in men of tight men, men in tights. Uh, he clarifies that his, uh, Will Scarlet isn't his full name. It's Will Scarlet O'Hara. Uh, barely even a joke. So so um. funny though, though that like that made the cut. Like we gotta. <laughs> I think that's like what makes it funny is like that it's not a joke and that they right. made 
like they put in the effort to get that in there uh yeah. and to which everyone is like scarlett o'hara and he's like we're from georgia yeah <laughs> like what uh, the fuck are you guys talking where in about? in Prince of Thieves, it's just boring Christian Slater who his character gets a full like betrayal and redemption storyline going on. He's like one of the only characters in Prince of Thieves that I think yeah. it's a full Christian, character arc. Christian Slater not even doing his uh, Jack Nicholson impression he uses to act uh, yet at this point in his career. He's pretty young. Yeah, he's just um, doing his Christian Slater impression, which is less fun. Yeah. <laughs> He's got pretty much nothing to do the entire movie until almost the full climax. Yeah, he kind of um, he kind of sits in the background the whole time and is like just to run through his little sub, subplot is like he's he's jealous of uh Robin and he's like everybody likes him. He's he's uh he, he's suspicious of him. Thinks he's just, you know, going to kind of help them out a little bit and then go off or, you know, do it for his own personal gain. He uh almost betrays them. Uh, but kind of gives Robin one last chance and then you get the reveal that they are half brothers and Will has been jealous of Robin and mad about the fact that he got to grow up in the castle and uh, Will did not uh, to which Robin's response is I have a brother and uh, they hug and it's good and like I said it that's it, kind of just like the long and short of it real quick because it because it is kind of just a subplot that we don't yeah. get in men in tights uh, Men in tights, Will Scarlet, uh, seemingly only exists for the Scarlet O'Hara gag. Yeah, he's just like it's the a- dumb hot guy who has <laughs> knives. Uh, <laughs> and- yeah, he shows him. He, they fire an arrow at him, and he he slices up the arrow like it's a wood chipper with his knives. But it also makes his pants fall down, which is kind of funny. But then uh, he's pretty much done for the rest of the movie. He just kind of stands with uh achu and blinken and uh little john when they're doing other stuff yeah. in the future but, uh i don't know he barely even talks but, anymore so those those are our will scarlet mentions out of the way there uh um yeah so um uh, now now he's in with the merry men in both movies um and uh uh this is where he, kind of like he, we we have like the biggest divergence i think too is because this, now, this in like the Celtic rating. Yeah, now Prince of Thieves is like later. we need to we're we're a movie with plot, so like we get like montages of like the Merry Men getting set up, whereas uh Do a do a big long training montage yeah, teaching them to be uh, warriors. Men in Tights is just like we we go to Prince John's castle and kind of announce ourselves as the antagonistic party. Uh yeah, literally they just go to a party robin goes to a party and uh i mean the only joke i even wrote down from that is the one i mentioned earlier he says he can actually do a english accent you you get some Um, fun stuff where he's like he tries to cut down a chandelier and he cuts the wrong rope and it falls on him instead of the guys he's trying to land on and then later in the fight he has to like double check which rope he's gonna swing on uh there's a bunch of stuff like that going on uh you get uh, Blinken just kind of like wandering around the whole time, and it it's just like big yeah, he's action fun. comedy fight scene. Yeah. Um, in Prince of Thieves, meanwhile, um, Robin uh, learning that the the sheriff is uh, has these unjust taxes. Uh, he's already started his plan to steal from the rich, give to the poor. Um, he goes to church where they do like donations or whatever on Sundays. Um, and uh steals a bunch of stuff gets caught 
uh, cuts the sheriff's face, um, leads to uh, increasing crackdown and anger from him. Um, in retribution, uh, the the sheriff, the Michael Wincott character, they're like burning the cities and stuff, looking for Robin, burning the little villages and whatnot. Um, this forces the villagers to come out to the Merry Men's outpost, uh, where he has a big like blow up fight with Will Scarlet about how you're just trying to be king again. He's like, no, I'm trying to help these people, whatever. So then we get our training everybody up montages. He's got everybody rallied to his cause. Uh, this takes place over multiple months, uh, where he's stealing so much fucking money from all the rich people. We've got like montages of them doing their little, uh, highwayman, whatever, uh, antics, uh, Friar Tuck is like a friar who they, um, he's bringing like sacrament beer to a church or something and, uh, they kidnap him and, and then eventually he, he, has he a, joins to their cause. He's, he's a very strange character too. Um, that like, I mean, obviously you gotta like include Friar Tuck cause he's such an integral part of just like the Robin Hood legend and stuff. But like, he's like racist and mean and horrible the entire time and like angry that he's there very very drunk yeah uh like he's not a member of the cause until like much like until basically the, the climax of the movie where like he also gets like his little redemption moment kind of like how will yeah, does. i don't even know what made him start like can't come to their side i don't Pretty know unclear because he becomes a willing because participant there's another character that kind of like goes along like a similar line that is very i mean racist to azim until azim saves little john's wife by performing a c-section because he had done it on uh horses before and then he's like oh okay you're like a good like i misjudged you you're a good guy and now they're buddies and then you have friar tuck and they're both just like kind of fat bald guys and they're both just like running around being horrible shitheads the entire time until they're not (laughs) so it's just like it's very strange and to and then for them to be both introduced during what essentially equates to like a you know almost 40 minute you know kind of montage like thing where we're getting like a lot of stuff wrapped up in a lot of really like quick ways um and it's like here are two borderline identical characters like have have fun sorting that out while we introduce 30 more <laughs> fucking people i don't even remember the other character exactly so i, don't, I, don't I just had yet. notes about it like how weird these two characters were it's just like i was so like i was specifically confused by these guys um at some point in there uh marion is concerned about uh robin's thieving and whatnot so she uh comes to uh the camp uh where she creep shot sneaks up on him swimming naked yeah we get we um, do get some just nice costner ass i mean dude yeah was in it's shit. a little obscured and i'd really like to see what kind of hose he's working with but uh God, it'd be so, so great if just like dudes who were on the level of costner just straight up showing hog in movies Hey, we saw Marion's boobs in the abyss. Yeah, it's only right if we should be able to see Costner's hog in this. But it, but it like, has to no, it has to be in a different movie. Okay, wouldn't it be great if um, just in like Dances with Wolves there was just a scene where he just kind of like turned to somebody and was like, "You want to see my cock?" Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. And then he just like pulled it out. Just a scene that just existed to have Kevin Costner show 
schlong you know, on film. He's, he's he's dancing with a wolf, and the wolf starts grinding on him, and he gets all horny, oh, and you can see his boner pop out, and then the wolf bites his pants open. I was going to say, he just like whips it yeah. out, starts doing the helicopter. Yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah. Okay, let's, hey, let's call it Mel Brooks while he's still with <laughs> us and see if we can do a Dances with the Wolves parody where we get Kevin Costner and he's showing Don. Uh, we get... Hollywood should take us more seriously. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, we get a similar uh, sequence in Prince of, or uh, Men in Tights. Now I'm doing it. Uh, Men in Tights were... Uh, really fucking tough yeah. to remember which one's which but, i keep wanting to call it men in tights and robin hood uh, which is not not the case again like as much as i i said that i love the uh the scene with uh little john and like the, the the river and stuff i think my favorite all-time sequence in this whole movie is the don giovanni part where you've got Dom DeLuise. just slightly before that uh i just, I just want to throw in because it happens chronologically a little before and we'll get right back to it um robin hood does the same thing in this one uh uniting all the troops he does what i remember one of the biggest jokes from this movie is when he says gentlemen countrymen lend me your ears oh, and they yeah. all pull, they their, all pull their, ears their ears off and throw them at him this is, really, this is he when he says, does the winston churchill he thing. says gross yeah yeah and then he like does a speech i think this is also when Maybe it's a little later that they do the Men in Tights musical number. It's a little bit. I think it's a little bit later, it, or it might. That, that it might is be a little right bit later. Now. It, it's it's around the same time because no, we get no because this is this is when we get the Mel Brooks character in as well. Oh yeah, we um, get the the rabbi. Yeah, character. so the men in the Men in Tights happens a little bit later. At some point, we cut back to uh, Prince John when he's in the bath and people are blowing bubbles into it physically for him. He tells them to blow off, and they just blow more. And he's like, "No, get out of here. That's fun." But uh, the sheriff of Rottingham says, wasn't your mole on the other side? And he just I goes, oh, my God, I have a mole. Yeah, that's fun. Um, then Mel Brooks shows up as a traveling rabbi with wine. Uh, he funnily tips his hat and his Hasidic curls uh, come up with the hat, which is fun. Yeah. Uh, he's there offering. He, first, he asks if they're fagalas. Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that word, but at least it's slightly different enough. Know, you know, either uh, way, I'm glad you said it and not me because I wasn't sure either. Yeah, um, he explains that he does circumcisions. He shows them a dick-sized guillotine what, uh, that they can yeah, all use. Where Pretty fun. they're all, he's like, "Oh, it's all the rage. The women love it," and everyone's like, "I want one. I want one." And he shows them the little guillotine. He says, "I snip you tip." Puts a carrot in there. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and then everyone is like, oh, ne "Never mind. I'm like sick that day. Like kind of stuff." I, I already got one. And then yeah. uh, uh, I'm Chris Lincoln yeah. again. One of my favorite blind bits. He just goes, "I have a question." Before <laughs> Lil John grabs his arm and like puts it down. Uh, it gets Lincoln is definitely one of the unsung heroes of this fucking movie. Again, unseen heroes. Too. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, go go on in because that now brings us to the uh, the dawn. Yeah. So uh, Maid uh, Maid Marian over here when she goes to Robin, she is has overhears this scene where we get Dom DeLuise as Don Giovanni, who is uh just playing Marlon Brando as the Godfather. Uh, not even. <laughs> It's not even veiled in any way. Yeah, it's 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 just fully he's doing yeah he's doing Brandon in a in a scene where uh, I have to assume that it was just Mel Brooks 
and Deloise just absolutely mad riffing with each other. It seems like it's he's, so much he's fucking fully, fun. He's fully rubbing his head and saying, Bonacera, Bonacera. Yeah. Uh, but he introduces. Uh, they claim to be from New Jersey. <laughs> well, well, they just say Jersey, which is an island off the coast of England, uh, uh, which is part uh, of the joke. Uh, uh, it's very funny. Okay, good, good, good. Uh, but yeah, he's petting a lizard. Uh, what is the lizard? I don't. That's why, why I'm just like, it's just this random shit like that. It's just like. You can tell he's, that he's doing lines of dialogue from on the waterfront. He's doing the I could have been a contender to the lizard. Yeah. And I don't know why <laughs> other than like, yeah, we get it. You're being Brando. But what the <laughs> fuck is going it's on? So now? funny. Uh, but they like have this like whole thing. And uh, Don Giovanni's got his guys, Dirty Ezio, who is just a a, a man being Clint Eastwood, which yeah, you find out that Dirty Ezio <laughs> had his tongue removed. So then. Don Giovanni starts like making fun of him for having his tongue removed, which is all so fucking funny. Uh, it- <laughs> He's also got Filthy Luca with him. Oh, Filthy Luca is so fucking funny. I wish I could find like exactly, but he like speaks in this like deadpan. Like it's like they're doing like a, one of the bits from like a uh, Black Dynamite, where like he's like reading off of a cue, like a bad actor reading off of a cue card. Uh, and Don Giovanni just keeps giving him looks like he's so fucking like just like I can't believe this guy. And there's a there's a, oh my god, it's so fucking funny to me. He's Don Giovanni is talking, and the sheriff of Rottingham is like, I can't understand. He's like, Oh, sorry, I just the, Prince John. But or, yeah, uh, just, I just yeah. got back from the. He, the the dentist they left the cotton balls in and he takes takes them out and he goes to hand them to filthy luca and filthy lucas says i will take these cotton balls from you with my hand and put them in my pocket in exactly that tone and he does as he's doing it and dodgy when he's just looking at him like the fuck is this guy <laughs> it's 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 super funny too because he's just been they've been doing their whole Italian thing for like a while in this the scene, scene just riffing the and scene stuff is and long. then and then like 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 not even like more than halfway through it is when uh uh Prince John just goes I don't have any idea what you're saying <laughs> and they do the cotton ball thing and like it, <laughs> like we t- we mentioned earlier just like how like jam packed like uh the like the movie is just with like jokes and stuff and just like this too but it's like this scene for some reason has this like manic energy where like no like don giovanni is a character to like move the plot along because it's like filthy luke is gonna beat robin in like an archery contest and uh but it is it just reeks of dom deluise just absolutely riffing one-liners and just like yeah. but like they were just i wouldn't i would imagine this was just like a whole day of filming they're just like, how many yeah. jokes can we get in here? Like, just let this, Dom DeLuise scene, go off. This scene truly loses the plot entirely. There's so many different They're ways. just off in fucking riff land, dude. But it's maybe the best Because Dom DeLuise is like, as Don Giovanni is just like, also just outwardly reacting with like little, like one word reactions to like other things people are saying and stuff where it's like just fully off the cuff jokes that he's just like reacting with. But Maid Marian yeah. hears all this. She's like, oh, we got to go. Uh, Warren Robin about the archery contest. They're going to lure him like out of hiding kind of thing. Uh, so she jumps onto her horse. Broomhilda tries to jump onto her horse. The horse moves out of the way. She breaks a big concrete slab. Uh, 
and then gets mad at the horse for moving. The horse, the horse has the power of speech. Yeah, the horse's name is also Farfic Noodle or something, <laughs> something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's got a it's got a good fake German word name. Uh, so that's how Maid Marian ends up at a uh, Robin's thing, and another just like we get a couple of musical numbers now. We get like the Men in Tights song. Uh, I love the uh, yeah the Men in Tights song. I think happens right before Marian shows up to camp, and then there's the Robin singing to her song. The yeah like, the night is the after. night is young and you're so beautiful, lady. Which I <laughs> yeah. I love. It's like he's like starting <laughs> to go into his monologue, and she's drifting off, and then he just starts screaming this song in her face. To which like yeah. uh, Amy C- Yacht- clearly dubbed in because his voice gets so deep <laughs> and insane for this song. Like he's an old crooner. But I just like I love when he like belts out that first like note and amy aspect's reaction of just like the like shocked like pull back because it's like so loud in her face is so fucking funny to me at, at one point he's singing directly into her face and it's supposed to be comically loud so it's like wind blowing oh, her face back coming from his mouth again the parts of this movie that are still funny are just so fucking funny to me i i will always love this movie and this whole sequence, like this is like from now on, it's just like the movie is just like pretty solid jokes until we get to like the it's, very end. Yeah, it's it's kind of off doing its own thing. For we also get here. like the scene where like, and I don't know where like in continuity this is, but again, like Mark Blankfield as Blinken just doing great comedy acting where uh, Robin rolls up and Blinken's the one standing in the watchtower on duty. And Robin's like, Blinken, what are you doing? He says, guessing. I guess no one's coming. <laughs> and then he like Robin leaves and uh, Blinken's up there and he's like going to get down. He's got uh, a ladder there and he keeps doing this thing where he like, like really fast grabs the ladder to make sure it's there. And then like reaching around to like find his way and keeps like really quickly going back to grab the ladder until it, uh, it, he, it falls and he thinks it's still there and he falls off. He gets up, he thinks he can see and runs immediately into a tree Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all fun um, stuff. B- before we get into, or before we cut back to Prince of Thieves, uh, I got to shout out one gag at the end of the Robin song to Marion in Men in Tights. Um, as the song is like coming to an end, culminating, and he's confessing his love, they do uh, what we shouted out many times in Austin Powers month of the uh, behind the screen gag. Uh, as yeah. he's finishing his song to her, his sword is lifting up to appear as if he's getting a giant boner, and all of the merry men are watching from behind the curtain and super excited that shadow. he's just got a massive cock. <laughs> yeah, and uh, then um, uh, the curtain comes down. They see it's his sword, and everybody's a little upset. Yeah, that's, they're all disappointed. That's fine. I just, I just had to welcome back to the pod the, uh, the <laughs> behind the, behind the gag, illuminated gag. screen gag. Yeah. Um, so Prince of Thieves, uh, he makes Marion leave, uh, but they're like into each other or whatever now. Uh, she realizes he's really a good guy because he's actually helping people and going to stop this unjust uh, prince. Um, he wants her to deliver a message to, I think King Richard's supposed to be her cousin or something. Um, and he sends uh, Duncan, his blind retainer, uh, back with her because like things are going to get scrappy here and uh he's going to be responsible for the old blind man's safety um marion tries to deliver the message through the like um uh uh corrupt priest or abbot or whatever uh 
uh, figure that guy's supposed to be. Um, but he's in on everything with uh, the witch and with um, the sheriff. Um, so uh, she sends her handmaiden to deliver the message or whatever. The the guard like knocks her out, maybe presumably kills her, stops the message. Uh, now sheriff knows what's going on. So he goes and kidnaps Marion. Uh, Duncan escapes and uh, uh, almost dies on his way back uh, to uh, to warn the Merry Men. Um, now they've decided it's all out war. Um, they the sheriff gets the idea to hire these Celtic mercenaries, Celtic like warriors, um, to go stop them. Uh, I think at some point around here, has he already killed his cousin? Michael Wincott character, he just kills him for not doing a good enough job at some point. Mm -hmm. I think I think that's when they steal like a ton of money or something, which he's supposed to be using to like pay off some like rich dignitaries or whatever, so he can like get away with everything he's doing yeah. and and marry Marion to make himself royal so he can then take the throne or whatever. It's kind of convoluted, um, his whole scheme. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the, now the Celts are raiding the camp along with, uh, the sheriff and his men. Um, Robin's just going to town. This is like a full action scene. Um, they they managed to route these guys pretty easily by using, uh, their, their training with their bows and arrows and, uh, taking to the trees, uh, where they've made their little homes here. Um, they they like get rid of most of these Celts and stuff, but uh, uh, now the uh, the sheriff's men are using flaming arrows to burn down the trees and whatnot. Uh, Little John's uh, wife, uh, whose name is Fanny, which is really funny uh, <laughs> to be your name because that that means butt, um, and their newborn baby um, are like stuck. The bridge collapses, whatever. So Robin goes over and with a rope and sends her back, and then can't get back over himself and he falls and uh sheriff's men think he dies they capture a bunch of guys including little john's like older son the kid who was poaching at the beginning who's like he's fully killing guys himself this kid's fucking badass <laughs> um but uh i say killing kids himself he's killing the sheriff's men himself he's like a full combatant as a child um they might be maybe he kills kids too themselves. i don't know, you never know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, this Robin Hood loves child soldiers, yeah. dude. He's no, we got to stop Robin 2012, dude. He's <laughs> no better than Coney. Um, we don't we don't talk about stopping Coney enough anymore. He's out um, there running running loose. Let's see. So um, it kind of just cuts out for a while, and Robin like comes back to uh, just the few people who are left. Alive here, it's like a couple of characters we don't really know, just like side characters. And then Little John, Fanny, and Robin. Um, uh, Will shows back up. Everybody immediately thinks he's a traitor or whatever. Um, but then he reveals that he's got a bunch of like cuts. He's been tortured and had to come back to deliver the message uh, that the, uh, the sheriff was uh, going to hang all the men, including uh, Little John's son they kidnapped. And um, Mary Marion, that's like his wedding present, some sick way or whatever. So um, that's when we get the big blow up fight you talked about already where um, uh, Will reveals that uh, they're half brothers. Um, he's all happy to have had a brother now and they're like all in cahoots. They get 
their big old plan to go stop all this, save their men and save Marion and stop the sheriff for good. So they infiltrate the city in disguises. Um, uh, as everybody's being hung, they like have this plan to explode a wall to get their guys in or whatever, or get their guys out. I can't really tell, but they, uh, the friar like, uh, pretends it's his beer, but it's explosives and they blow it up with flaming arrows. Um, shoot a bunch of guys. Uh, the only part here that I think is actually cool is, um, little John, like all the guys are starting to be hung anyway. So little John just runs up and tackles the gallows and knocks it over so that, uh, the guys don't hang. Um, they also are doing the shitty type of hanging where you strangle yourself instead of your neck breaking. Um, so, uh, this would have been way more anticlimactic if they just did the neck break thing because all these merry men would be dead indeed. Yeah, versus in Prince um, of Thieves, you get the hangman who's uh, talking in a silly voice, making jokes about <laughs> what size they are. <laughs> three. Oh, yeah. Three and a half. Oh, yeah. What are you, what are you, yeah, what are you, 15, 15 and a half? <laughs> yeah, just testing them out on him. He's He's got like a dangly... A noose, like a like tassel on his hat yeah. or something. Yeah, it's it's funny. He's having a great time. Um, let's see. I wanted to point out earlier. Um, Azim in Prince of Thieves keeps calling Robin English. Uh, so I just wanted to shout out Muse calling Captain Phillips Irish. Is that last week we talked about those movies? Yeah, I couldn't help. I couldn't help but think of it. It was funny. Um, and then yeah, they they get their guys out. Uh. Uh, the sheriff retreats to the castle, uh, forces the uh, abbot or whatever to uh, quickly finish the ceremony. So now they're technically married under duress. And he's immediately going to consummate the marriage uh, right then and there while Robin's like still an issue, which is insane. Uh, but Robin busts in. They start sword fighting. Um, I mean... Azim like knows he like had a prophecy about the witch. The witch had some prophecy about like a I think she calls him a painted man who would stop her. Uh so he manages to kill her but takes some damage himself. Uh Friar Tuck uh brings up the hypocrisy of uh of the priest who's like escaping with money and stuff when all the shit's going bad and uh throws him out the window with all the gold, uh so he falls to his death. And then um Robin's able to uh, to kill old uh, Alan Rickman himself. I should we we haven't really talked about it just because this movie's so boring. Alan Rickman's always great. He's doing oh, a great yeah, job. He really is. Super sleazy villain here. Love the guy. R.I.P. Um, I guess we should jump back into Men in Tights before the Robin and Marion wedding. But that's that's pretty much the end. Um, that's that's like all the full action until we get to our denouement. Um. Let's see. Um, so come back to Men in Tights. Uh, instead of any of that action, uh, they're just going to lure Robin out by uh, having an archery contest. And since he's the best archer, uh, he can't help but uh, go compete. So he does go compete. Um, Which this is like similar to the Disney animated Robin Hood where he sneaks in in the guise of an old man to do the archery contest. And uh, Little John and everybody else sneak in in ladies clothes because it's funny to dress as women when you're men. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's about the luckily, extent of that luckily whole they don't. Luckily they don't do too much no. like gender play stuff with it. They're just dressed as women. So yeah, thank God. Um, uh, so Robin like perfectly hits a bullseye 
and then um, uh, Filthy Luca comes in and shoots his arrow clean through. And Robin's like in disbelief. Uh, they're throwing lettuce and stuff at him. Blinken says, oh, they opened up the salad bar. Uh, barely makes sense to me um, as a joke, but it's kind of funny. Um, and uh, Robin's so upset that uh, he fully breaks the fourth wall, pulls out the script for the movie, yeah, which he is carrying, and, and and sees that he gets another shot. Um, uh, then uh, Prince John and... Um, uh, the sheriff of Rottingham pull out their scripts and check and say, oh, shit, he does get another shot. So we're, we're having fun. Mel Brooks loves breaking the fourth wall. Um, uh, the crowd like is back on his side. They're all excited. They're doing the FSU uh, war chant and the chop motion, which I'm sure Max loved. I've always hated that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and not it's, just because it's, it's racist. Like, yeah, the the... Kansas City Chiefs do that too. Do. I don't yeah, know yeah. if that that goes to more teams than I, I think. I think of I it think is the Seminoles that thing. has like Cleveland before they became the Guardians, Guardians and uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to make you relive the chop twice when uh, <laughs> probably the Washington <laughs> football lost. team did it too. Yeah, probably when when um, unfortunately when Gators lost yeah. to the Nulls this weekend. Well, be even basketball. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just in, to me as a kid, knowing both my parents went to FSU and like, I knew about the chop and stuff. So it was insane to me that that was in this movie. I've always found Uh, it like very bizarre too. Like just from just very strange. Yeah. Very weird. Um, so he uses his next shot. He has some crazy like homing arrow that looks like a spaceship and it misses entirely. Uh, Filthy Luca like knocks his hand. Oh, at some point, um, uh, Dirty Enzo or whatever his name is, was in a tower, going to kill uh, Robin as a last resort. Uh, Blinken blindly just grabs the crossbow bolt out of the air. Yeah. Like, yeah, I heard that coming from a long way away. Um, that's, that's fun. He gets something to do. Um, and the arrow just flies around. It, it shoots under everybody in the crowd's butts and forces them to do the wave. Mm-hmm. That's fun. And then it just blasts through the target from the back, destroying everything, making him the winner. Um, but they can't accept this. They're going to arrest him for being a thief or whatever. Uh, they they take him into custody. They're gonna they're gonna hang him right then. Um, but Marion says she'll marry um, the sheriff if uh, they spare him. So uh, the sheriff takes him away uh, to the gallows. Uh, classic, classic joke of him saying, all right, walk this way, and then walks off with a flourish, and uh, Robin and then all of the guards and stuff also walk off with the same so flourish. Good. Just just so fucking classic, dude. Uh, I mean, this is, this is Mel Brooks going back to the well, but, I mean, we, we love to see it, don't we? Um, Let's see. Uh, so the wedding's being set up right when um, Robin's being like <laughs> said that comedic scene of the hangman helping him pick up pick out his correctly sized noose. Um, he says it's a little tight. Uh, hangman says that's the point. He's like he's like that's the point. He's like doing bits. Yeah. He's like having fun. Um, he asks him if he needs a blindfold, and then uh, lifts up his eye patch and says, "What about half a one?" And he's got two words. <laughs> Two eyes that work. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
the one of my most memorable jokes that's not even good and i don't think i understood it as a kid um the the abbot is being led down to conduct the wedding the wedding is happening right next to the gallows yeah um and uh as as he's coming down the the walkway or whatever um everybody's like oh good to see you abbot thanks for being here abbot we love you abbot and then uh one guy just goes hi abbot <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry i'm sorry to make a peek um but then the abbot just says i hate that guy <laughs> it's it's, it's it, oh man i love it uh i don't think i knew what abbot and costello were if i understood this joke at yeah, all i did i like only it, understood it as a looney tunes reference when i was a kid i was in the same exact boat <laughs> um but great stuff um what happens here that he doesn't get hanged and the wedding doesn't go through? I do you know why? My ne- my next exactly. note was that they're doing a fight scene. I forget how he gets. I think out. a similar kind of you know the gang shows up and I'm sure there's some bit. I can't remember what it is. Okay, I guess it doesn't matter because I can't remember. <laughs> so my next note is they're doing the fight scene, um, and they're doing the fight scene. They do the classic like two guys dueling with swords and. Uh, we just see them in the hallway as shadows and we're seeing the sword fighting as shadows, um, kind of a classic sword fighty thing in a castle. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they stop while their swords are pushed together and do a little, um, shadow puppet fight uh, yeah. for the camera, which is fun. Um, at some point they're fighting and stuff. Uh, the key flies off of, uh, uh, out of his like necklace. He's been given by Blinken at the beginning of the movie and falls directly into the chastity belt. Uh, meaning, Robin really is her true love. Um, then uh, uh, the sheriff just comes up behind Robin with a knife. Uh, Robin's sword is just pointing backwards. So the sheriff <laughs> impales himself and he has lost. Uh, but luckily Latrine, who's in love with him, shows up with a magic sword healing pill uh which <laughs> yeah. she gives him uh <laughs> just uh says this will heal you but uh you have to marry me so they do that um that's a lot of fun um and yeah so now both movies uh we cut into almost identical uh, the, wedding the, sequences <laughs> pretty much yeah they're they're going to have the wedding um at uh in we'll c- cut back to prince of thieves because it's just straight up like they're going to get married now mm-hmm. um at the altar uh uh king richard himself appears and stops the wedding when they ask if anybody has any objections uh a huge late reveal it's sean connery himself playing the king of england despite being a scottish man um and uh he's like well you've saved my kingdom and uh, I, I'm, I'm why am I hemming and hawing? I sound like I'm doing Churchill. I'm, I'm not even I'm not even doing Connor. I used to be, I used to be able to do Connery. Okay, I'm catching it. Bad. I'm getting it back. That's not bad. Yeah, it was, it, at least I was doing the right type of voice, even if it's not perfect. But uh, um, yeah. So Connery. Uh, oh, Sean Connery, welcome back to the pod. Yeah, who's James Bond himself? That's right. Oh fuck, we for, I forgot all about it. That wasn't the one I was thinking of. I just discovered it in this moment, but. I had um, that. I didn't have that one. That's um, a good call. Yeah, I forgot we even did that one, James Bond, with him. Um, but yeah, they, uh, so they get married, live happily ever after, or whatever. Um, uh, juxtaposed to <laughs> uh, uh, Men in Tights, uh, pretty much exact same thing happens, except instead it's Patrick Stewart, also huge late reveal. 
um, he uh, he just wants to stop them to give his blessing and to get uh, his kingly right uh, to um, to kiss the bride himself. Um, uh, Mel Brooks, who's performing the ceremony as the rabbi, chimes in. It's good to be the king. Reference to his own fucking song. It's good to be the king. Um, but uh, so then he kisses her a lot with tongue. Uh, everybody's kind of uncomfortable looking. Um, but then they tie everything up. They get married. Um, Robin decides he's going to uh, make Achu the sheriff. Um, everybody immediately is like, oh, my God, a black sheriff. How can we do that? Dave Chappelle looks to camera and says, <laughs> and why not? It worked in blazing saddles. Uh, I don't remember if anything else happens in the movie because uh, the blazing saddles callback is very funny to me. But then there's uh, another same shitty rap song for the outro about stuff that happened in the mm-hmm. movie. Did I miss anything? What do we I got? So. What, do, what do we feel like? That's about it, I think. I, um, I'm sorry if the format didn't work um, way harder than usual to bounce back and forth between the two plots. Yeah, but there's not um, really much. Like, if we had talked about just Men in Tights, it literally would have, like, if we'd done Prince of Thieves and then talked about Men in Tights, it would have literally been just us naming jokes we liked, which is like every yeah, comedy yeah. we do. But that, that, that could have worked out okay. <laughs> <laughs> that could have been fine in hindsight. Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty. I think that's pretty much at the end of it. It just kind of wraps I up. I soured on. I definitely soured on. I mean, Prince of Thieves is. I mean, too long. It's a two and a half it, for it's me. Too it's too long, just like but it's fine. Nothing exciting. It's a, it's a fairly I serviceable mean, like action adventure movie. I, I was really bored of both of these by the time I was done. So I definitely think I soured on Men in Tights from when I was a kid. I definitely don't think it's even close to the ranks of uh, the bigger better mel brooks movies definitely blazing saddles young frankenstein next level history of the world and space balls i put over this yeah it doesn't Um, quite hold up exactly the same but i I do love it i I mean i like all of mel brooks movies just a lot there's some parts i really like there's some stuff that doesn't land at all but um i gave this a two and a half as well uh i think maybe a three is better because I don't know. I was just sick of watching Robin Hood stuff. Max, we got to make a new rule. We can't do Kevin Costner movies for a while. I don't know if there are anymore, but know. I can't go back to. I can't. I can't pay that cost. Right yeah, now like Kevin Cost. I gave Prince of Thieves like a three, and that's like a like fairly generous, but it, like it's, you know, it's again serviceable. Uh, Men in Tights is a movie that I can't like honestly give any sort of like star rating like the more honest thing would just be to give it a heart and let it let it roll but uh i i just i love that movie i did i did watch both of these movies slightly hungover i think one after thanksgiving being hungover and then one after uh having like a birthday celebration for friend of the pod rod uh so i might have colored how annoyed i was by both of these movies but that's how i feel um dan uh what do we what are we watching next week? Tell tell the people what we got on deck. We're going to the Indie Twee year of 2007. Oh boy, you're going to remember this Indie Darling. You're going to remember this Seth Rogen banger. We're watching the movies Knocked Up and Juno. Oh, wowie zowies. I don't think I've seen Juno since I saw it in theaters or like rented it right when it came out. And it's been a while. I've seen Knocked Up. 
I've seen Knocked Up 100 times. Yeah, that's another movie that I've seen a, sh- a shit ton of times. I've seen Juno like a handful of times. Probably like three, maybe. I just re- I just remember her uh, saying Pork Sword. Pork Sword, She's yeah. talking about Michael Sarah's dick. Yeah. It's a little cock. Diablo Cody out there just writing all kinds of little quips and stuff. Yeah. So those would be fun. Be we'll, fun. Uh, pro- we'll probably fuck up uh, pronouns talking about Elliot Page a lot, but just uh, we'll dear listener, best. please know that we're trying. <laughs> it's not. Yes. It's not for. It's, uh, it's, it's going to be tough talking about uh, a movie where Elliot Page was playing a pregnant teen girl. I guess we can. Juno is a female character. Juno is a female character. Elliot Page is yes. a male actor who played right. a female character. Years ago, yeah, we'll before be coming out as trans, yeah, we, yeah, we, it'll be good <laughs> if we mess up. We're, we'll we're trying. We, <laughs> yeah. we will try so hard. I promise. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try really hard never to call Seth Rogen trans because, as far as I know, he is not. <laughs> um, but I t- I'm gonna have gender on the brain next week. <laughs> we, we promise we won't <laughs> intentionally misgender anyone talked about on the podcast tomorrow which now right. or next week now which now i'm like setting myself up to it's like damn i'm gonna have to google every single member of the cast to find out <laughs> if any of them have also come out uh but thank you so much for listening uh we've been doubled feature uh you can follow us on any social media at doubled feature just search for it it'll come up you can follow dan on letterboxd and twitter at danny jankum i am at mac underscore dead on the same platforms see what we're talking about you can see you know just all kinds of thanksgiving food discourse from our local twitter scenes and uh oh yeah you gotta you gotta track this green bean casserole discourse man i think the most divisive thanksgiving <clears throat> side yeah at least within the the southwest florida area uh specifically with eight or nine people um but we also uh on our letterbox we you know we review and rate the movies that we not only watch here dan's got a list going on with all the movies we've watched for the podcast uh as well as like the stuff that you know we may talk about on what you've been watching or if we go on a tear some of the stuff that we might not get to just for uh time's sake but Thank you, Ryan at Ryan Laser, for our theme music. Uh, he does not like green bean casserole. Uh, thank you, Sam at Hero Institute, for our logo. I, I did not get his. Sam, Sam probably does. Like I think it. he's a Sam likes most. Stuff. We'll, we'll circle back and I'll ask him tomorrow when we see him and uh, find out, and we'll report back to you guys next week uh, here on the outro about whether or not he likes green bean casserole. But you can. I- let 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 me find out because I want to make it a segment called Klutz's Corrections. Okay, sure, yeah, that's good. Uh, well, yeah, look for Klutz's Corrections uh, either before or after or sometime uh, around the same time that we do Field Facts. Um, but thank you, Sam, for our, our logo. You can read his webcomic Life of a Stepdad on his Twitter at Hero Institute, uh, as well as the webcomic we do together called Nerds Day, nerdsday.com. Uh, and th- th- just rate, subscribe, review the podcast where you can, when you can. Um, it helps us out. Uh, you know, God forbid we ever get big enough to have advertisers, but I hear that's how they uh, kind of help find us and stuff. But for now, we'll just be happy with with a new listener or two. And, you know, every new listener is a potential future friend. So that that's nice. Uh, Dan, do you have any last words for the people? Uh, I wish I had a closest correction for you. I just texted Sam. He has not responded. Oh, yet. okay. Um, Do you want to try and? Uh, I forgot. Forgot to. 
No. How, how long do how long do we give it him an opportunity to try and respond about green bean casserole? Let me check if he's typing. Anything? He's not typing. Oh, he's typing. Oh, he's typing. Okay. He's typing. Um, okay, this could be good. Here we go. Oh, oh the boy. anticipation is killing me for this p- moment that no one will have listened to. And don't cut any of this I'm not going to cut any of it out. <laughs> dear dear <laughs> listener, this, listen. you are on this ride with us in real time. Wow. I've got a Klutz's correction the first one here ever. for you. Hot off the God, presses. we're debuting two new segments. We got Field Facts and Klutz's Corrections all in one week. This is monumental for the podcast. Yeah, you better remember another Field Facts. I'm going to have one. Um, okay. To quote the man in his own words, my question, do you like green bean casserole? casserole? Sam, sweet, sassy, molassy, no. Ooh, that's big. <laughs> in, that's big. Insane way to say no. But that's how Sam talks. All right. Thanks, Sam. See you next week. Bye. Yeah.